The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something. And progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards, Miss E, down at the picnic table just, uh, what is this, just west of the garden? I'm... I believe it is just west of the garden. Mere yeah. feet from the garden. Yes. Mere feet from the greenhouse. Yes. A little bit more from the garden. But yeah, we're feet away. And uh, and, and my, how our garden is growing. I'm so excited. We have we have picked peppers. And yes, we have some in the house. And some I picked a little too early because they turned yellow from green. But they actually go to a really fantastic orange. Um, we've got a couple of the little odas, which start off yellow but turn purple, mm-hmm. which is funny because the purple's only the skin. The inside's yellow. And they're tiny little sweet potatoes. Sweet peppers. Uh, sweet, sweet peppers. Um, Size-wise, think of an apric- apricot, a normal apricot. Yeah. Like, they're not very big at all. Big jumbo strawberry, maybe? Maybe. But they're sweet, and they're pretty, and they're really great diced up and, and thrown in a salad if you leave the rings intact because you get the yellow and the purple colors. Oh, okay. Uh, I most of the time we eat some, I fry some, and then all peppers go to pepper sauce, <laughs> right? Which we'll which be we talking got, about yeah. a little bit later on in the show. Uh, we've even picked a couple of tomatoes. We had one very uh, over ambitious plant that started. And I think this is a I not a Hartman's a, yellow gooseberry. No, I think it's, it's a sun golds. Sun, sun golds, yeah. It's the sun golds. They turn a, a bright orange. They're a very sweet. The brick meter on them is higher than a normal standard. Bricks, bricks, beater. Mm-hmm. That's the sugar thing. Um, it's higher than a normal tomato, and they're just so cute. They're just like orange little balls of sunshine that you can pop in your mouth. And yes, those are the first tomatoes to get ripe. But tonight, yes, we were walking around, and there's so many that are like they've got the blush. Right, they're just starting. They're no longer like just that that pale green. Now they're starting to turn. They got some colors coming on. And so in the front gardens, we've got uh, Cherokee. Purples, Amish gold slicers, and then three different red varieties. They're still mostly green. Yeah. But down in the but garden. But they're also bigger. Well, so. that's what I'm saying. So I wanted to specify those were beefsteaks and slicers. Whereas down in the garden, we have Romas and big and small um, San Marzanos and Russian purples for canning. But a lot of the rest of them are, are classified as grapes, cherries, or saladette. Mm-hmm. So little, and so what's the fun part about us is that we don't actually know what color the tomatoes are going to be in the end run anyway, because uh, <sighs> so most of the paste are red, and most of the things up front we know the colors of. But right. with the cherries, we've got we've got yellow pears and orange pears and chocolate cherries, chocolate cherries, and the sunburst. We've got we've got tiger eyes, tiger eye, and some other. Like we've some got bumblebees. The bumblebees, yeah. So right. and they're striped. So we've got. All kinds of colors coming up. 
Yeah, it's exciting. I'm I'm really glad, uh, and just you know, and it's funny too because I I had proud and proud. That's the thing I'm most like. Like this garden is. <laughs> and I keep, you know, and I am proud. I mean, I, I tweeted something this weekend after I ate my first tomato from the garden, and somebody was like, just now? And I said, yeah, we're like six weeks late. And, you know, I didn't say anything about why, but I have said in the past, like, yeah, chemo was kicking my wife's ass, and, you know, we <laughs> got a late start to, to the garden this year. Done. But we compared to what happened last year. Which we had nothing but. Nothing but Pepper peppers plants. that were just sort of growing on their own. And then we only ended up with, like, yeah, they were all on their own, but we ended up with ghost habanero and jalapenos growing all on their own. So That's a good segue to the, the making of the hot sauce. But, but in that, of all the plants growing, we only got 13 quarts of peppers. Only. Only. No. <laughs> we're going to have way more. Like this year, I'm buying those plastic food grade buckets with the little airlock things on top. Okay. Well, 13 quarts of peppers is, you know, to me, that's a lot of peppers. But the year before, we had more. I know. But, you know, considering that we really weren't trying Doing for anything, no. that was 13 quarts is pretty good. I was just happy that something was growing in the garden that nobody <laughs> ate, the goats <laughs> didn't care about, the chickens mostly ignored it was surrounded by a susian field of weeds yeah it was surprising that we got anything i know and the uh, and the peppers that we got have been uh fermenting in what in what's what's the brine that you use for for this it's um one tablespoon of kosher or sea salt okay i use sea salt no i used kosher salt last year i think i'm gonna try sea salt this year but one tablespoon of uh, kosher salt to every cup of water. Okay. And so you make the brine and you mix it and dissolve it and you let it sit. But you take the peppers, you wash them off, and I always cut the caps off and kind of leave a little of the exposed bit. Like I don't totally cut the tops off, but I leave little holes because you want all the water to kind of get in there. Mm-hmm. And then you just start and eat. Okay, so in addition to the the salt water, every quart jar gets. At least five big honking cloves of smushed garlic. So it's basically salt water and garlic. Salt water is the brine. Okay. This is a salt water brine. Yep. And then you throw in the garlic, and then you just start smashing all the peppers down. Okay. And then you smash all the peppers down, you add the water, and then you seal it up. And when you say you smash the peppers down, you don't smush the no, peppers, No, I don't though. smush them, but you, you make pack them, them enough in. to break them a little. Okay. It's because, you know, they have negative space. Right. And you want to keep the seeds because, well, contrary to popular opinion, the seeds aren't the heat. It's that vein on the inside of the pepper. So I'm keep, but I'm keeping everything but that little cap. Okay. And I'm just smushing them to break them and to make them smaller. And then I fill it up with salt water and then I set it aside. And for probably the first week or two, I have to actually crack it open and burp them mm-hmm. every couple of days. But then after that, they sort of just calm down and just go about doing their business of making hot brine. And, and it softens the exterior skins and the cells so that when I process it, there's it's just a paste. You're not getting skin and seeds. Right. Yeah. And so this weekend, this past weekend, this past weekend. you pulled out uh, all of the... 13 quarts that had been uh, bubbling and percolating since and fermenting away since, since last June. Last June was the first bottle, June 28th. 
And then the last bottle was the last bit I salvaged that had gotten partially frozen on the last frost. So, like, late October, early November? Early November. Okay. So, that span. So, it started in June, went to November, and then they all fermented until last weekend. Okay. And I got to tell you, um, when you're making this much hot sauce, first of all... Uh, get an industrial stick blender because yours nearly burned out. Yeah, right? I had to keep taking passes with it. I only I bought it specifically to make goat's milk soap, and I haven't gotten it done yet because I haven't had any goat's milk right. to make soap with. So I I just used it. But I I think that my next purchase is either got to be that because my my big food processor crapped out on me, mm. and so I had to use. Actually, at the very last, it died. Like, I was actually holding all the pieces together to get the last bit of it processed because the handle started to fall apart. And it's uh, one of those bowl types. So once the handle just explodes, you're done. It's broken. you got to buy a replacement. So I managed to hold it all together to get the last bit done. But it, the food processor still doesn't... Okay, so the food processor, if you put too much liquid in it, it starts spewing out the sides. Right. And so you can't, you can't really make the hot sauce... In a food processor, it would be better if I could have done it in a blender, like a big, yeah, and big industrial, big ass Vitamixy thing, kind of whatever. Uh-huh. But yeah, so I used the food processors as best as I could, and then I used a stick blender, and then I made it. I made myself stop when I felt it was getting hot, and set it aside, and waited, and let it sit. It took a couple of passes, but right. it finally came to this slightly. No, actually, I think it's probably about the consistency of sriracha. I think it's a little, th- a little thinner, thinner and a little, but it's a little thinner and a little chunkier, if that makes sense at the same time. Right. It's not as pureed fine because I have a lot of skins and a lot of, and, and the seeds. Right. It's not a so paste. There's, there's texture, uh, but there's, it's liquidy. It, especially, it, you got to give it a good shake when you use it. To me, it reminds me of like an unstrained, um, I don't want to say like a, like a Tabasco style sauce, but if they didn't strain the the, the seeds and the peels and but not right, as thick like as I Tabasco. Tabasco's not really thick. Tabasco no, Tabasco's really thin, thin vinegary. Right. There's they they ferment their peppers, they puree them, and then they mix them with the brine and the vinegar. So it's super thin. Now. Yeah. And so they're so able not to probably highly thin. process it. Like if I if I got, if I had a more powerful whatever, I could grind this better. And it is an Ugly ass shade is, of green. It is, I have to say, it is like, it is like six month old baby shit green. Yeah, it really it's is. It's really a, an unattractive color. We're gonna call it the green death because and, that's what it tastes like. And I'm sure after putting my cheeseburger egg rolls in it tonight, I'm gonna feel it tomorrow. Well, I was gonna say, you so, know, Donald Trump talked about bringing fury and fire to the uh, North Koreans uh, if they continue to escalate the nuclear threats. And I I've think he might have been talking about your hot my sauce. My hot sauce. Yeah, I will. I will ship that if they sprinkle it on the citizens. They will all. Like, Maybe that should be the name for this year's hot sauce: fury and fire. <laughs> Fury and fire. Fury and fire, and well, I think we just found a couple death. of names for our uh, our goats too, because we we use F names for goats, so now we can have Fury and fire. Well, when we get this batch knocked up next this this fall, right? So if anybody has a really cute Nigerian buckling that you want to let me borrow for like <laughs> a couple of weeks, he will get spoiled and he will have a little harem to entertain him, and then we can all have baby goats, and we can pay you in hot sauce because now we have new hot sauce to barter with. We have new hot sauce, and we also, if that's the case, then we might end up with boys, and then we have Euro meat. Hey. Hey, because little baby goat boys could be Euro meat. Opa. Opa. All right. We're going to take a, a quick time out. We have more 40 Acres in a Fool coming up, so stick around. We'll be right back right after this. 
40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Opelka with Michael Pelka. Vladimir Putin, uh, international playboy and man of mystery. Mac Daddy from Soviet Central, former KGB chief, has many secrets. I can just picture Donald Trump looking over and going, uh, Putin's kind of eyeing my wife. I better go over there. And, say, and they're laughing. Look at that. They're laughing. And you know Putin was doing it to mess with Trump. Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. You're on 40 Acres and a Fool. The uh, crickets are chirping. It is a cloud-free evening, which has been the case for most of the last, like, weeks. five or six weeks. Uh, but Yesterday. we did get, yes, on uh, on Monday, we did get rain. We got several periods of rain. On and off, all day, not too terribly hot, overcast, everything got a good drink. And we're, we, were, we, we were looking around earlier going, oh, yeah, that... Made a difference because the our grass, like we've been watering the 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 big garden and mm-hmm. the raised gardens and the pumpkin patch, but the grass we don't grow grass. Grass just grows for yeah. us, and uh, it has been super califragilistically crunchy when you go outside. Like I'm deaf, and it's like <laughs> when I walk around the yard. Yeah, so. no, it reminds me of living in Oklahoma in, yeah, in the summer. In the summer. Just and, and Virginia has typically not been like never, Oklahoma in the summer. So. Never. And I grew up in New Jersey where it's just humid. I think the humidity in the air feeds the The grass. past two years, uh, I've noticed in Virginia, we've had almost a wet season and then a dry season. And mm. the wet, you know, the wet season starts in March and April. And lasts until about the 4th of July. And then July and at least the first two weeks of August, past two years, have been just super bone dry. But I think it was earlier than that. Because the last time we had significant rain that I was complaining, like, please stop raining, was in May. Mm. Maybe June. No, this year, like, we had the okay, gloomy well, days of May. Well, we had the gloomy days of May, but then we also had a lot of rain in June. But it may have been just for like for like an hour or two at a time. Well, that's the thing. It's like... And we just haven't we just haven't had May that. we've had drenching like oh I'm going to throw myself off a cliff like <laughs> inducing like sad rainy days. But starting in June the rain was like spit spat spit spat like uh, not enough to be helpful at all. No, we haven't had to cut the grass in like what three four weeks because yeah. there hasn't been anything to cut. Now there are some of these crazy hardy overachiever weeds that have grown <laughs> up like like these around the garden. Right, but, but, the, uh, but the grass but the grass itself, and yeah. most of the weeds are like, no, I'm laying low, it's too hot. I know, I think I do need to I do probably need to mow the weeds this uh, this weekend, but I'll do that. It's been nice, actually. That's been the one nice thing about having the dry spell. We haven't had to mow. <laughs> we haven't had to have do nearly as much yard or, work. No, that's right? true. You just come down here and turn on the soaker hoses and water the two, top two gardens and make sure all the animals have water, and it's been pretty low-key. Yep. It's kind of nice to not have to milk the first year back from being out. I know, but you know, now we really do need to get a buck. And I keep looking on Craigslist, so... We need to get a cute little weird-looking polka-dotted guy. 
Yes. But you uh, keep looking on Craigslist. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I, yeah, I keep looking on Craigslist because under the farm and garden section, you know, you can find animals for sale and occasionally for stud. Um, but I, I've looked in Charlottesville. I look, keep looking in Lynchburg. I well, keep looking in Richmond. And I keep, it's all like La Mancha's. For I whatever reason, I, I know well, you don't. Well, because I guess they breed them and keep them, but they're weird looking. With but I mean, like, no, but like those are the only flipping bucks for sale are La Manchas. Like there are a lot of different breeds of goat, but apparently everybody just wants to get rid of their La Manchas. Well, Nigerian dwarfs are a cycle, so they usually get bred in the fall and they start having babies in the early spring. So everybody wants to get rid of their bucklings but I haven't even seen any bucklings. That's the thing. I haven't seen... No, we I wouldn't see bucklings for Nigerian dwarves because they would have been started to be sold in March. That's what I'm saying. Oh, because they're... They're a cycle kind of goat. Those girls only get bred in the late fall, and they start having babies. If we did them in November, they would be in March. Right. And so eight weeks yeah, out, Yeah, but this would be a five-month-old. Yeah, but nobody keeps boys they don't want. That's the thing. If they're born and they don't want them, they get rid of them as, or, or, or turn them into food as soon as possible. So that's why we can't find one now because it's not the season for them. Oh. So I have to reach out so to people. So what's the deal with La Manchas? Well, I guess people are weird or they have a different cycle. Like I said, Nigerian dwarves usually are fall. Some other goats go into cycle and estrus all the time, but mm. with Nigerian dwarfs, you want to breed them in the fall. And, you know, y'all can just call me on that, but that's what I read. Um, but also I like to do that so that they don't get – they get – pregnant later we've learned the mistakes of having them bred too early and having frozen babies yeah so i want right. to wait till late october november so i'm just going to reach out to people i know who have goats and see if i can borrow one of their boys i might have to take a really long drive to get one and bring him here we've done that i will do that <laughs> i will borrow somebody i actually have somebody in mind and i know she's got buckle bucks well so. you did make a really long drive this past weekend well, this is a busy weekend looking back you made uh italian sausage and six pounds it's not quite finished i i posted that on instagram or somewhere that i the, the i put the recipe out there and it's not fiddly enough like so I followed the recipe, and as everyone who follows me knows, I don't really follow recipes. So I had to follow the recipe to see where I need to fix the recipe now. Mm-hmm. So Okay. Uh, and then we got our cow share this weekend. Yes. We got an, an eighth, eighth of a cow. Which was kind of funny in my brain because I'm, like, logical and mathematical. So in my brain, I was looking at a side view of a cow. I'm like, where is my eighth? Do I get the feet? Do I get the head? Am I going to get the tail? Uh, no, we didn't get that. We got about a hundred plus pounds, so mm-hmm. a little bit of soup bones, very little, like that big. Right. But, uh, a lot of hamburger. Yep. But a lot of steaks. Yeah, different kinds of steaks, T-bones, sirloin, porterhouse, some good, um, let's see, we got some cube steaks so I can make chicken fry from that. Um, we got some roasts and some chuck and arm and blade. I'm, I'm actually, overall, I'm, I'm kind of pleased i i was really sad that he only had the one cow and there were only the two briskets oh and i didn't pay enough to pony up to get a (laughs) a brisket and i was really sad about the loss of brisket but he made it up in other bits like he actually gave me a little bit more and then he gave me some pork that he had done earlier and he gave me probably about 25 pounds of pork and i when i went to go there i brought one of my bottles of ta-da last year's corny goat farm sauce hot sauce and uh he 
absolutely loved it. He actually opened it up and shook some out on his finger and ate it. And he was like, oh, that smell. First he said, oh, that smells sexy. And then he tasted it. I was like, I love you, dude. You are so cool. Wow. And, uh. You don't have to. Oh, I can't sing. No, you can't sing. I'm not only jingle. Right. No. Do I need to worry about this? The, no, the no, no. You versus the farmer you don't have to worry about? Okay. No, no, no. But, but we have this kind of cool, like, I have his info, and he says he doesn't really want to deal with money, and I said, we raise hogs. So mm. we might be able to do pork brisket for, for steak, bacon. brisket for bacon, fajitas right. for fatback sort of thing. <laughs> so Nice alliteration. Thank you very much. I was trying really hard, and it all just sprung to my mind. So, so yeah, the, uh, the, the cow share, the Italian sausage, uh, and, and all of the other weekend projects. Uh, and again, now, yay, we got a little bit of rain. So uh, we are going to take another quick time out. Still to come, we're going to get to a lot of your emails. The email address is 40acrefool, 40acrefool at gmail.com. The snail mail address is Corny Goat Farm, or you can use Cam Edwards, uh, P.O. Box 817, Farmville, Virginia, 23901-0817. All right, stick around. We'll be back with more right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. So uh, we've gotten a couple of emails about our chickens. You know, we've been talking about the fact that it's been weeks since the chickens uh, have laid any eggs. Um, Nikki wrote in, and Nikki said, I've just recently discovered y'all's podcast, and it has been a godsend. My husband, a Black Hawk pilot, is deployed to the Middle East. Bless his heart. Thank you very much for your husband. Tell him we appreciate his service to the country. Absolutely. And we appreciate your service and your sacrifice, too. Yeah, totally. I've been, I used to live in a neighborhood with a lot of military wives. You guys are bleeping awesome. Absolutely. And Nikki is particularly bleeping awesome because Nikki says, I'm here at home, also on 40 acres, in our 700 square foot cabin. With our four kids. Oh, should we send, like, We need to alcohol? send, I was going to say, we, <laughs> the hot sauce would be nice, but maybe a six-pack for yeah, Nikki would I be good, so. too. Uh, Nikki says, needless to say, when I turn you guys on, it's a much welcome and needed adult conversation. As I'm listening to you tonight while I can tomatoes, I just went through, and I'm just going to butcher them all season with my chickens, mm. and I perked up when you mentioned your loss of egg production. Mine stopped laying completely earlier this summer, and I chalked it up to the heat. Like, like we've been doing. Right. Um, but last week, Nikki says, after one hen died and another was well on her way out, I did some investigating and discovered mites in their coop. Thankfully, they hadn't gotten hold of the chickens, except the one that bit the dust, too terribly to kill anyone. Even the one on her deathbed, the day I realized that there were mites, was out and about and perfectly fine the next day after I treated them all the evening I found the mites. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she says, in my reading about mites and all that comes along with them, low to no egg production happens when there are mites in your coop or infecting your chickens. I also read that mites can be present in your coop or flock for up to a year before you ever start to suffer negative consequences of their presence. So maybe it's mites. Worth checking into anyway, says Nikki. Yep. Uh, they're just one of those things that happen with chickens. The treatment for them is fairly simple. I saw next day, vast improvement. Hope you all figure it out. Nothing is worse than having chickens and no eggs. Uh, Nikki says, thanks so much for who you are and sharing your life and story with all of us out here. Um, it sure means more to me than you know. Well, Nikki, thank you thank for you writing for being in. Thank you who you are and what you're all about. Right, and it's great to meet you, and we want to hear more 
about your stories. I want to, I, I seriously, <laughs> yeah. it, if you've got the time, and I don't know when you will have the time, but I want to, just tell me about your day. What is it like to be out there? Because I know that one of the things, Missy, that you struggle with sometimes is you're the only adult that you talk to. Like, I, I talk uh, yeah. for a living. This is, this is like one of the funny points of friction. It's funny because it hasn't happened in a while, but... It's one of the points of friction in our marriage is that I talk for a living. So I hear myself talk all damn day. And by the time I get done, I'm kind of, I've been on social media all day. I've been looking at, you know, 200 different news stories and and I've been talking. Really want to talk. And so I just want silence. And And then you've been I've been home for work. Uh, I... I'm behind my desk in my office with the dogs and the children all summer who have been ignoring me. And it's, I'm sitting there between the hours of nine to five. Now I sit there between the hours of nine to five because I have read entirely too many news stories recently about companies taking a really hard look at what their employees are doing when they're working from home. Mm -hmm. And I don't want anyone to call me out because I've been successfully doing this for 11 years. Right. And they had at one point in the company's history, a kind of rein in and suck back of all of the telecommuters. Mm -hmm. But I survived that because... Because you have a work ethic. I mean, I've actually seen this. I've I've kind of been like the devil on your shoulders sometimes. I mean, like, hey, can you do this? And it's like, you know, one thirty, two o'clock in the afternoon. Can you do this errand for me so I don't have to do it when I get home? And you're like, no. no. I, have, I have a meeting. <laughs> I have a conference call. I'm really sorry. I have a job during the day. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm there every day, 9 to 5. So anyway, so when, when I get home, you're like, oh, good, an adult. And I'm like, Somebody oh, can talk to and you want to not talk. And yeah. We're, we're 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 good about we, working it out though. We do. We have our moments. We have our we have our decompression space and we both kind of unload on each other and then you go and write and do something constructive and I go knit or play video games. Yeah, that's kind of how you've got your Crash Bandicoot going on these I've days. I've got my Trash Bandicoot, uh, Crash Bandicoot trilogy. It was a re-release of the <laughs> first three crashes, the original, the I can't remember the Neo Cortex Strikes Backs and Warped. There's the three. Anyway, they've remastered them, so they're like, the graphics are awesome, and the levels are... make you. I got totally stuck with a level that I thought too hard about, and then I, tell, I, I said to Kid 4, I'm like, I can't get past this. And he's like, you just do this. And I'm like, oh, oh, really? That's all I had to do? Like, I was thinking way too hard. Oh. And he was just like, whoosh, and I was like, oh. So I learned something wise from my uh, <laughs> my twelve year old video game idiot. And there you go, video games uh, bringing generations together. Hey, I never played Atari with my dad. Well, I never did either with mine, or because they there wasn't the thing. Right, but we I, grew up with, with my, video games. But so my, my stepdad, he was in in our house. We got the first Pong. We had the uh, first. Yeah, we did too. We had the first Betamax. Oh, we didn't have Betamax. And we had the first microwave. We didn't have the first anything. In our we had the first Pong. It was After kinda... that, my parents got divorced, so we might have had the first microwave because I was a latchkey kid, so might have been one of the first with a microwave. Well, I'm nine years older than you. I know. I know you. And I lived on the East Coast. Entire time I've been married. Yeah. 
It's right. been a long time. Oh, you say, like, and I grew up in Oklahoma where we lived in teepees and we didn't. I don't it know. It took a while for well, technology to well, arrive. That's what my family thought when Express. I was moving to Oklahoma I know, City that I, know I was moving what. to TP tornado land. I know that's what they I'm thought. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah, anyway, more on the chickens. Robin <laughs> wrote in as well and said, Oh, the, uh, wait, hold on. So we did the mic check. All the chickens seem to be fine. All their feathers are intact. As a matter of fact, the one girl who had been losing a lot of feathers has grown all her feathers back. Um, we did a cleanup, and we're gonna do a, a, a diatomaceous earth thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I know there's another person. But I just wanted to let. Okay. The last we were addressing the last yes. email, and I wanted to have a. Yeah. So we answer. did look. Don't think it's mites. No. Um, but we do have the diatomaceous earth, and uh, I was gonna clean up the coop this past weekend, and then it got away from me. So I'll do it this weekend and lay down the diatomaceous earth. Uh, Robin also wrote in and says, "I think what you're struggling with is half of your flock is now at the point of their laying life of the molt. The new ones haven't quite started laying yet. Uh, do you have any chickens that are missing feathers other than the rooster's favorite? There are ways to shorten the molt. You can Google it. However, girls that go through molt will not be as prolific layers as they were before. And no, it's hard. But I think one other person said something about introducing." new girls to an existing flock mm-hmm. and we introduced the red sex links to our four a bit back and then we introduced more a couple more and they all kind of the the new chickens were kind of mean to our existing chickens and maybe yes. everybody got on their period and nobody wanted to lay eggs anymore so yeah. who knows but yeah. thankfully well, they're the all kind of cool now right and the good news is they have started laying yep. again um, and so uh, just sort of out of the blue, we got uh, what three eggs one we day. We had like three, four, and four. So yeah, so yeah. we're not quite back up to where we were yet. But no, with fourteen hens, we should be getting at least. Oh, we had ten hens. We're up to fourteen. No, we had ten still of the red sex links. Oh, and then we have Ida, the yeah. white Australorp. Roxanne, the Bard Rock, Chipetta, the Buff Orpington Americana Mix, and Sabrina. No, she's a black Australorp. I don't know what the white one is, but she's pretty and she lays the palest eggs. Okay. But then we have those four girls that have names because they're different looking. Right. And then we have the red like red sex link girl sex-like. ten. Okay. So fourteen girls. We should be getting way more eggs. I Even wonder if they go every two one to three days so i wonder if we're getting the eggs from the original four well we're getting eggs from ida because hers are the palest brown okay we're getting eggs from chipetta because hers are the only blue okay and it's hard to tell because the red sex links and the bard rock and the black ostrilor all lay brown eggs and okay. we're getting a couple of brown eggs. I I think our red sex links are failing miserably at laying eggs. I, I think you're right. And I'm really, really mad because of how much I had to pay for them each and how far I had to drive to get them after a day of driving. Yeah. Because they were like 10 bucks a bird, and I had to drive over an hour and a half to pick them up. Yeah. And they were laying, but they're not laying anymore. No. I, and I think that that makes sense then, that it would be those four... All right, so the mystery deepens, but uh, but at least the original four have. And everybody has. So we have a, we have a source of food though. We have like this really cool PVC feeding tube thing that I've made, and it gets filled up with chicken feed and bird seed, and they have eggshells, and they have a source of grit. 
they have everything they need. Mm-hmm. Shade and water and... They well, don't have the free rangingest of ranging, but they mess up today. They uh, they did, but we we won't talk about no. that. You know what we should talk about instead? Sorry. Uh, well, we've got just a second. We didn't even mention the fact we had our twentieth wedding anniversary since the last. Podcast. Yeah, we did, and so we were happy so low-key about anniversary. It. We really were low key. It's funny. A year ago, we were like, "Oh, man, we're gonna have a big party. I want to have a party. I want to redo our vows in the garden. And just like we got married in the garden. I want to have a live band. I want to invite all our friends down. And then as we got closer, it's like. Well, that was all you, baby. I know, it was all me. Uh, it's not me. And then as I got closer, I just thought, you know, like, we didn't have any of that when we got married. When we got married, it cost us less than $200, and that included your dress. Uh, you know, like, yeah. we had a, a, a few friends there. We didn't have any family there except no. for the kids, right? The, my two um, ki- yeah, my two kids were there, and there was no other family because they were all kind of looking at us, and it was kind of a travel for everybody anyway. Right. You made and the... I made a couple of friends from work because I only had moved there in April and we mm-hmm. got married, and there were some... There were your bandmates and a couple of your other friends. Right. I Barry wished us a happy anniversary, and he remembered oh, our wedding. That's nice. And so did Jonathan. And I thought that was really cool. That was really so cool. So they were they were they were at our they were at our wedding. So it was really low key. So maybe for the twenty fifth uh, anniversary, we'll do well, something. Twenty fifth is the silver. It's the special. Right. That's supposed. That's that. That's a big one. Yeah. So I don't from, know. Twenty to me seems like it should be a big one. But well, whatever. it is. But whatever. It's it's not like on the charts. Uh, for my for my mom's twenty fifth anniversary. One of her friends invited me to the party, the surprise party they were throwing for my mother. Yeah. And I brought our kids um, three, four, and five. And so they were little bitty. Okay. And my mom, like, as soon as she saw us, she just, like, burst into tears. She was super happy. We just start dropping hints to oldest daughter. Just, like, start <laughs> talking about, oh, and I went to my mom, uh, 25th wedding anniversary, the surprise party that she threw for... Uh, you know, they threw for yeah. her because that was so okay. awesome. It's not. It was so happen. amazing. I mean, I'll throw you a yeah. surprise party. No, it's okay. I can throw a better party for myself. It's all good. Like that's, my fiftieth. That's true. My fiftieth wedding. My fiftieth birthday party. Yeah, that was really good. It's one that's gonna live in the history book. Vodka and zakuskas. That was seventy types of vodka and all kinds of funny Russian yummy things that I wanted. I grew up with. I loved whatever pickled, preserved, yummed. That was. That was going to be the party to to do all parties, but we have to have a Halloween party this year, so that's the we next will. thing we'll have to discuss. And you got five years to uh, to plan the twenty fifth wedding anniversary, but happy anniversary, babe! Happy anniversary! I can't huh. believe we've made it this long. I know. Well, I don't think anybody else thought we'd make it this long either. And do you know what I, to say to all of them? And you probably can't say that. Probably not. But let's just. We'll this just... is what we're going to say to them. <laughs> Thanks, really, for your support. Still around after all these all years. All these years. All right, we're going to uh, step away for Ooh. just a moment or two. I thought I turned that but, off. I'm uh, sorry. That's okay. I didn't. I didn't oh, there we oh. go. All right. That has happened to me. Actually, you've been the reminder sometimes that I need to turn off my phone during Cam and Company, so it happens to the best of us. But, yes. Uh, all right, we'll let you take that call, and we'll take a time out. We'll be back with more Cam and Company. Oh, so we both screwed up. There you go. We're back with more 40 acres and a fool. <laughs> Coming up right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss the Chris Salcedo Show. 
the Republican Congress is saying, hey, insurance companies, yeah, we know that you colluded with Barack Obama to screw your country and you abandoned capitalism, you abandoned free enterprise, and now that you've got your goodies ahead of time, and you got your billions and billions and billions of dollars in your coffers, and now you're starting to lose money. Here come the Republican Party. You keep that money coming into our campaign coffers, and we'll bail you out. The Chris Salcedo Show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, it's only been a few seconds for you, but it's been a few minutes for us. But uh, Missy's dad's doing great. Yep. So, uh, I, hi, dad, <laughs> uh, you might hear a frog in the background, which is taking up residence near our pool. We shan't talk about our pool. I'm proud year. of the garden. I'm proud of the garden. Let's go deflect. Garden is awesome. <laughs> garden, garden, garden. Green, yay. Tomatoes, vegetables. Boo hoo hoo. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it done before the fall. So back at to least the it clean before we set it up. To wait. Back to the emails uh, from Jeanette, who wishes us a happy 20th anniversary. Thank you, Jeanette. And a happy birthday, Cam. Says Jeanette. Thank you, Jeanette. I did have a birthday day after. Our anniversary. I have never once forgotten our anniversary. It's because I set it up like that. Yeah, it worked. Yep. It worked. Jeanette says, on my last road trip through Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Iowa, uh, Nebraska, and Kansas five years ago, I was partially on the hunt for a good chicken fried steak. I didn't think it would be all that hard. She says, as prior road trips I'd taken through the Deep South turned up some wonderful stops with fantastic chicken fried steak, especially in a Lodge's restaurant along Real Foot Lake in Tennessee. But the only chicken fried steak I finally found was at a Cracker Barrel in Omaha. Not that I have anything against Cracker Barrel, but I live near one here in Albuquerque. And when I was traveling, one of my goals was always to find local food. Uh, Bricktown Brewery in Oklahoma City had really good chicken fry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Del Rancho. No. Del Rancho is heartburn in action. <laughs> Everybody I know about Del nah, Rancho. this steak sandwich is pretty good. No, no, no. But you don't want a chicken fry sandwich. You want chicken fry. It was, like, it was great. I know, I know, I know. But if you got the chicken fry steak sandwich. All right, anyway. I had to laugh, she says, at Missy pulling in a princess act on the chickens. Producer Sexer, you're fired. Yeah, well. Right? They and did it. They did. Worked. Just, well, yeah, you read sex links. Better uh, start getting with the program here. Still do yes. some downsizing. Uh, the chicken and her baby have disappeared, says uh, Jeanette. When oh, I opted dear. for the, or the squirrel, excuse me, the squirrel and her baby have disappeared. And while oh. I opted for these, remember, uh, uh, Jeanette lives, she's been inundated with squirrels. Oh, like yeah, we have yeah, groundhogs, yeah, yeah, yeah. so okay. it's not an oh dear. This is an oh good. No, no, no. I was, I was just thinking. Wait, when I heard the baby, I was like, oh dear. When you said squirrel, I had to check myself because my initial reaction was like. F yeah. <laughs> Hate squirrels. The only casualties, Jeanette says, were a couple of leaves off my uh, globe willow tree. She had opted for the slingshot suggestion only because she didn't want her neighborhood put on a shelter in place order by a swamp <laughs> team. Awesome. Says, slingshot. You got it? Uh, no, she says, I have to credit a new cat, one I called Jangles because of its collar and tag that has started visiting the neighborhood cat pan in my backyard. She says, I finally have my empty 20-pound cat food bag and my three sprouting red potatoes, so I'll get them planted as per Miss E's tips. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Jeanette says, my green onions are doing well. My basil is really taken off. Some of the plants are already flowering. Oh, pinch it back. Pinch Unless, it back? Yeah, because then it, the seeds, the, the leaves will kind of turn bitter. Oh. You want to pinch back basil before it starts to flower. Okay. You want to cut it from the top all the time. Just cut it from the top down. Okay. Uh, Jeanette says, some of the, uh, she says, I wound up in a, uh, a standoff with a black widow spider over a weed that I was trying to pull out of the pot. 
she won, uh, yeah. Jeanette says. But as soon as I can get some spray, that Black Widow and I will be reenacting one of the last scenes in Aliens with me as Ripley. Keep well, just, his legs off my basil, you just, bleep. Just use a water bottle and a little bit of vinegar if she's in your face. Just don't don't kill her. I mean, it's, it's spiders. It's a Black Widow. Yeah, but, you know, most of the time they're not killing people. They're just eating most bugs in your yard. Sure, most of the time clowns are fine, too. And then shut every up. And then you get a John no, Gacy. Don't even go about clowns. Clowns. <laughs> clowns. Clowns are bad. But spiders, you, you, okay, so you're like about spiders like I am about clowns. So there we go about the truth of that. <laughs> and, what li- <laughs> and what little Jeanette says I've been doing with my potted garden has become even more important as of the last couple of months. It's so great to know Miss E's bionic ears are helping with the ringing issue she's been having since chemo. I've certainly been praying for Miss E and following what she's been going through carefully because my husband has been having serious breathing problems himself, which accumulated at the end of June. Three trips to the ER, twice by ambulance, two nights of hospital admission, CT scans, MRIs. My husband kind of had this attitude of, well, I'm fine, but let a doctor get a hold of me. They'll find all kinds of things wrong. Yeah, they found a growth on his femur, a nodule on his kidney, which while they think it's benign, they still want to remove. Yeah. And several in both lungs, one of which the doctor thinks may be cancer, but we won't know until we get a PT scan and a biopsy. Jeanette says, of course, with what just happened with the ER, the hospital stay, and all the tests we've already maxed out our deductible. Now that the insurance company has to pay, we're in a huge battle with that company, which has been refusing to allow the doctor to schedule the PT scan, get us set up with the oxygen tank that Bill needs, or even get his rescue inhaler. Oh, that's horrible. We never had those issues. And no, Jeanette, and I am so sorry to hear that you're going through this. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, that's, no, that's, I'm so sorry. Jeanette says, all of this heaped on top of several years now of real financial issues, so I'm going full tilt with my garden since I haven't been able to even and walk through the produce section of the grocery store for a while now. It's so expensive. Yeah. I will plow up the lawn in the backyard if I have to. I don't care if the neighborhood association doesn't like it. Too bad. We won't be here much longer anyhow. So listening to Miss E relate her trials and tribulations and how she has successfully fought through them gives me something that I can point out to my husband who declared that nobody survives lung cancer. See, he says his goose is cooked. Oh, no. 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 I am not cooked. I am going to be here for a really, really long time. And Bill is too, Jeanette. And, yeah, he will be too. Nobody's goose is, goose is cooked because of blood cancer. That's right. Jeanette says, uh, Missy's chickens may get fried, but Bill's goose is not cooked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we are keeping you both in our thoughts and our prayers, Jeanette. And I tell you what, I'm going to uh, send you an email here because we want to send you all a little something. But uh, please keep us up to date and, and please stay in touch with us so that we know what's going on. And uh, we love you. And we're with you in spirit there. I wish I could just reach out through the microphone and give, give you a, a big pretty hug. big hug. Exactly. Um, uh, also, um, Sean in uh, Tahlequah writing in <gasps> with uh, with greetings from the Grove. Sean says, um, he says, I must say that the reason that uh, a listener Larry and I did not meet when he was here in Tahlequah was because of me. He saw my listing on Local Harvest, contacted me to meet. He said, we do sell our pecans on eBay once harvest season starts in November. We don't open our farm to the public generally. Uh, uh, he says, I would not mind hosting a 40 Acres Fan Fest here at the Grove. I think that would be fun. <laughs> would be Maybe during fun. harvest season we could work something out. Um Sean says it'd be even more fun if you two could come out and join us. Bring your hot sauce. Ha-ha. He says we're almost out of the bottle that you sent us, by the way. So good. A little hot for me personally. I was just going to say, like, you don't want this year's batch then, dude. This, yeah. If that last batch was a little too hot for you, this is going to knock your socks off. Like, uh, literally. Sean, and I'm not being figuratively Well, there you are. You and Sean are on the same page elsewhere, too. Sean says, I have to agree with Missy. E. Green beans go better with chicken fried steak than okra does. Yep. Blasphemy. 
Uh, and, nope. uh, you know, Jeanette said uh, the only chicken fried steak that she could find in the Midwest was at Cracker Barrel. Well, Sean says one of the best chicken fried steaks he ever ate was at Cracker Barrel. Okay. He said there's also an Amish family restaurant in Tulsa called Shiloh Inn that is a great chicken fried steak. Uh, he says the chickens are doing well. Want to thank whatever animal, think probably an owl that took one of our roosters. It was our mean one that always oh. attacked us, and now he's no longer around. It's much more well, peaceful here, and the go. chicks are laying eggs again. Good. Uh, he said, I noticed after listening to the whole podcast that you had repeated the section where you read Larry's email twice. Yeah, that was a glitch. That was a, that was a really weird. weird glitch. We did fix it. Um, but if you hear anything like that, I we try to do quality control, but something might slip by. Let us know, and yeah. we'll get that taken care of. Uh, the folks at The Blaze are really, really good about fixing that. And I, I apologize for uh, for that little glitch that we had. Uh, anyway, Sean says that's about all for now. Glad that you were doing well. Happy anniversary. Happy birthday. I wish you all the best and many happy years to come. And thank, thank you for that uh, and finally from Ted in Linden, Washington, the 2016 best Main Street in the United States. He says the official one. I'm not sure who who declared it such, but uh, okay. Where is this again? Linden, Washington. Linden, Washington. He says, uh, as I sit here, it's been over a week since we've had any noticeable clouds in the sky. However, we haven't seen any blue sky for this time. British Columbia is on fire, oh. and the wind is circling around us as we're only five minutes south of the border. Oh, dear. The sun, he says, is a burned red. You can look out with that in the eye protection. Uh, you have to wonder if this is kind of what my grandma saw during the Dust Bowl in North Dakota. Since I've had coworkers that have had to go home because they can't breathe well. Heard from many other people that they smell smoke all the time. And Ted says, as a refinery worker, this is disconcerting because the project I'm working on is in an area that's had four deaths about a decade ago when an explosion happened. So you can guess that any thought of smoke is examined immediately. Right. Uh, It says, on the house side, our 1907 house is full of projects, as well as the sweet sound of our two boys, our uh, one-year-old. And our two-and-a-half-year-old, they're playing, he says, as I write this letter, considering they're our most important produce that we're growing. Uh, our garden has not been properly maintained this year. Uh, yeah. As, yeah, I can get it. Okay. Uh, it happens. Toddlers especially, like... Oh, that's a lot of energy. In a, right. And when you're at home... And they're not old enough them. to help out with the no. weeding. Right? They're horrible so. about helping with anything. He says, we did try growing lemon cucumbers this year, which tastes really good. Uh, he says, I also got a gooseberry plant for my mom a few years ago and another for my wife for Father's Day. He says, I remember my grandmother talking about gooseberry pies, and this year we may have enough to make one. So a question for Miss E, do you or any of the listeners have a good gooseberry pie recipe to share? Oh, I don't know. I have a really good pie crust, but I have never made any pie with gooseberries. All right, well, i tell you what, Ted. Tune in next week. And we'll I'll have a we'll one. have a pie crust recipe for sure well, for yeah, you, yeah. and we'll we uh, we'll try to do some experimenting here with uh, with some gooseberries. Uh, Ted says, "Cam, I started listening to NRA News." Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, before we move on, uh, Ted says, "Missy, e., I'm glad you're doing better. I hope you continue to get better every day as you cherish what is important around you." Oh, totally, and thank you. I just you know the curly hair is an adjustment. <laughs> It's I'm growing not, out. I'm not cherishing that, good. but I'm combing it and oiling it down so that it's not so crazy looking. So, uh, Ted says, Cam, I started listening to NRA News about four years ago, and when you started 40 Acres, I started listening a few episodes in. I love that on both shows, you add the history behind things, which is a good way to look at why things are that way. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, you talked about the furthest battle of the Southern War of Independence, also why there are camels roaming the U.S. deserts, but i got to ask you if you know anything about one of the first Cold Wars in the United States. And I did not know about this. Uh, Ted says the Pig War, which happened on San Juan Island in Washington State between American troops and British troops, happened at the same time as the Civil War and would have had major consequences if it had taken off since the British were supplying weapons to the South. 
uh, I will have to do some uh, some research. You have piqued my curiosity. Oh, the pig war. The pig war. Yes. Well, yeah, I got to check. That Which out. is, I think, maybe the second best name for a war that I've heard. Uh, or a band. First was uh, well, the the War of Jenkins' Ear. Oh, I think that's is the a good best one. war name. But, but didn't you know pig war open up for Ingbe <laughs> Mom's take? Oh yeah, war, war it's pigs. a Black Sabbath song. That's Something, what it is. right? Well, hopefully we don't add to any war names between now and the next podcast. Uh, or hurricanes. Keep our nation in your thoughts and your prayers this week. Uh, and in the meantime, be safe, have fun, live a little, learn a lot. And, uh, and we'll talk to you soon with another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on the Blaze Radio Network. This is 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.